story ten of gulliver the great and other dog stories by walter a dyer this librivox recording is in the public domain story ten the regeneration of timmy dr blake had been scolding mrs borden a little and there were tears in that good woman's eyes and a weary tremulous look about her mouth but perhaps she deserved it dr blake had left some medicine for timmy's cough and timmy had refused to touch the nasty stuff when timmy refused to do something that he ought to do or insisted on doing something that he ought not to do he generally had his way that was the skeleton in the borden closet obedience was not in timmy he was fully aware of his mother's inability to coerce him and knew well how to take advantage of his father's preoccupation and escape most of the harsher forms of punishment he was an insurgent in the borden household and he knew the weakness of the de jure government timmy is a spoiled child said the exasperated doctor he is never made to do anything and he knows he never will be if he ignores an order long enough he knows it will not be enforced i have been acquainted with timmy since the day he was born you remember and i know just what's the matter with him if he were my boy he would take that medicine before he got another thing to eat that would bring him around i'll wager mrs borden shook her head sadly he would find some way out of it she said you don't know timmy it was then that the tears rose to her eyes it isn't an encouraging thing to be told that you have spoiled your child when you have loved him very dearly and sacrificed yourself for him day after day oh doctor she cried you don't know how much this all means to me after his brother and sister died and i saw what a delicate baby timmy was i couldn't bear the thought of losing him too so i suppose i have indulged him too much i suppose i'm not a very wise mother i her voice broke and she lapsed into silence dr blake's eyes softened as he watched her sitting in her low rocker with her work roughened hands lying clasped in her lap and her head where the white hairs were beginning to show bowed a little there there he said kindly going over to her and patting her shoulder forgive a crusty old bachelor i've no doubt he will outgrow it and live to be your mainstay and comfort such things have happened before do you really think so doctor she asked brightening a little of course i hope so and i like to think so but it is often discouraging i think i should be more hopeful she added in a burst of confidence if it were not for one or two unfortunate traits in timmy for instance well timmy is cruel to animals dr blake shook his head gravely but did not let mrs borden see his face perhaps he will outgrow that too said he when the doctor had gone mrs borden went in search of timmy it was a warm may morning and he was most likely to be found in the back yard with one of the many ingenious if somewhat incomprehensible contrivances he had fashioned for his amusement she stepped to the kitchen window wondering in her troubled heart what new tactics might be employed to induce the child to take his cough medicine she caught the glint of the sunlight on his flaxen curls out by the apple tree and the blue of his linen sailor suit he was small for his seven years and though he had long since rebelled against girls clothes she had managed with a mother's dread of seeing her baby grow up to preserve his silken locks 
his face so deceivingly sweet and cherubic at times so often disfigured by pouts and frowns was for the moment turned from her her arms yearned to clasp him to her bosom and make him love her and she sighed then as she took note of his occupation she caught her breath for timmy with that ingenuity in matters of mischief which was his predominating talent had devised a new amusement of doubtful morality on the grass before him lay a piece of sticky fly-paper and upon the fly-paper stood angry and astonished the old black cat that lived next door timmy shifted to a more comfortable position and displayed a face lighted with glee poor old thomas finding himself unable to walk off began to mew piteously and tried to shake himself free but the strange thing held him fast timmy prodded him in the ribs with a small forefinger and the cat in a panic lay over on its side and began to kick furiously the torn fly-paper wrapped itself about his legs and clung to his fur and timmy's shrill laugh of elation and merriment reached his mother's ears mrs borden hurried out of the door and across the lawn timmy she cried you naughty boy what are you doing to that poor cat but timmy only laughed aloud silly old thomas he cried he can't get away mrs borden knelt on the ground and began to pull the sticky paper from the now frantic animal here don't do that commanded timmy laying a protesting hand on his mother's arm but she persisted in spite of the menace of thomas's sharp claws until at last he was able to free himself and run with backward turned ears across the yard and through the fence gee said timmy his face dark with resentment you spoil everything timmy borden she said taking his arm that was a naughty thing to do and you know it how many times must you be told not to plague thomas or any other animal it is naughty and cowardly and i shall have to tell your father about it when he comes home then feeling that she had at least reproved him and offered him a promise of punishment she arose and went into the house the matter of the medicine was forgotten and timmy went and sulked in his swing until dinner-time mr borden came home each noon for his midday meal but he was so hurried on this day that his wife forbore to trouble him with an account of his son's misdemeanours after supper that evening however the matter resting heavily upon her conscience she told him though unconsciously she softened somewhat the grievousness of timmy's offence well said mr borden i suppose i can whip him if you say so but it never seems to do any good mrs borden who was not an advocate of corporal punishment where timmy was concerned only shook her head really ruth said her husband it would be better if you could deal with these things when they happen he's doubtless concocting new mischief by this time he sat down to his evening paper without further comment and mrs borden bent over her darning with swimming eyes during the days that followed the tired mother did try to deal with these things when they happened but there was no genuine sternness in her gentle heart and timmy had no lasting fear of her threats nor much concern for her mild penalties he only sulked when his childish will was crossed he was not becoming a better boy it seemed to mrs borden as though her prayers for greater strength and wisdom were not heard what troubled her most was timmy's perversely cruel attitude toward animals she herself had never been unkind to any living creature and she could not understand this tendency in her offspring 
timmy took a lively interest in every sort of animal but only as a source of amusement to himself the spirit of sympathy of comradeship with them had not yet been awakened in him if it ever would be he would tease any cat he could get his hands on and worry any dog not large enough or wise enough to avoid him he would pull the wings from flies in order to observe their subsequent struggles and he invented other tortures which it would not be pleasant to recount mr borden always seemed too tired or too busy to be bothered with these things and mrs borden confided her trouble to the gruff but friendly old doctor he however could only offer his sympathy and counsel patience he was not an authority on the problems of child discipline one afternoon in june just before vacation timmy returned from school leading a small nondescript brown dog at the end of a piece of twine it was not much of a dog to look at being little more than half grown and giving but slight evidence of maturing beauty it was thin and very dusty with a sagging back and an ungainly tail on one side an irregular bare spot told of some early misfortune oh timmy cried his harassed mother where did you get that dog he came into the schoolyard exclaimed timmy with his most angelic smile we had lots of fun with him and then i bringed him home the dog sat up on his bony haunches and looked up at mrs borden with big questioning brown eyes the eyes at least were not without the beauty of pathos mrs borden could not resist the impulse to bend down and pat the dirty little head whereat the dog rapped loudly on the floor with his tail but what are you going to do with him she asked oh, keep him announced timmy with an air of finality and tied the end of his string to the knob of the open door mrs borden shook her head but went into the pantry for some bread and a bit of meat at least we can't let him go hungry she said he doesn't look as if he had a square meal for weeks the child amused himself till supper-time by withdrawing the dog's dish just beyond his reach whenever he had begun to eat heartily timmy said nothing about his new possession at supper but after the meal he appeared in the sitting-room leading the mongrel his father looked quickly up what in the world have you got there he demanded it's my dog said timmy dog scoffed mr borden it looks like the last run of shad that was a comical thing to say and timmy giggled but his father was not joking put him out at once said he we can't have the dirty mud around the house timmy pleaded wept and stormed but in vain his father was obdurate in the end he was sent off to bed with dire threats of punishment if he did not stop his noise and mrs borden sorrowfully cut the dog's string from his neck and turned him out through the window she could see him sitting a woeful hunched-up little object on the back steps and surreptitiously she threw a bone out into the yard the first thing timmy did the next morning was to open the back door and look out there lay the little brown dog waiting patiently on the top step he raised his ears and wagged his tail in welcome hello shad said timmy using a name that had stuck in his mind since the night before shad arose stretched yawned and approached expectantly timmy quietly tied him to the porch rail when timmy left for school shad whined and strained to follow and timmy smiled back at him and waved his hand 
but mrs borden had received strict instructions on no condition to release him during the morning she fed him again and gave him a bath much to his surprise but to the improvement of his general appearance mr borden was allowed to learn gradually that the dog was still about but since shad was not forced upon his attention he forgot his previous commands and raised no further objection timmy spent most of his playtime with his new companion some of the time petting him and conversing with him but more often devising some form of torment he discovered for example that a card tucked between shad's sensitive toes annoyed the dog greatly and this entertained timmy mrs borden watched these proceedings with misgiving and when at length she caught the child whipping the dog she protested but he's been naughty and he has to be whipped asserted timmy and let his mother understand that she must not interfere strangely enough the dog's devotion to timmy appeared to increase daily in spite of all ill-treatment he was never quite happy when the boy was away and always welcomed him with a glad little bark and many bodily contortions but mrs borden was troubled and she consulted dr blake about it the next time he called don't you think it might be wiser to get rid of the dog she asked i'm afraid he will only be a continued temptation to timmy especially after the novelty of having him wears off dr blake considered for a while in silence then he said slowly no i believe i'd keep him for a while anyway it may prove to be the saving of timmy a boy and a pup make a wonderful combination sometimes mrs borden did not quite understand but she took heart when vacation time came timmy took to strolling off up the street with shad close at his heels he was inordinately proud of his little brown shadow and liked to parade him before other children of the neighborhood one day he came in crying loudly with shad trotting sympathetically at his side his clothes were dirty and his lip was bleeding mrs borden frightened at his appearance hugged him close why what is the matter dear she asked tell mamma all about it uh, another b boy sobbed timmy brokenly w wanted to tie a c can to shad's tail i tried to l lick him but he was too big so far as she knew it had been timmy's first fight and the thought struck terror to her soft heart but she could not bear to chide him now he needed comforting and to have his bruises healed besides there was something about the affair that gave her an undefined hope when she had washed him and brushed him and dried his tears she kissed him again and sent him out in the yard to play with shad and never told his father but she did tell dr blake that puzzling gentleman only chuckled and rubbed his hands and gave timmy a dime shad meanwhile was gradually developing a character and like most characters it had its lights and shadows he was an affectionate little creature with many heart-winning wiles so that not even mr borden remained entirely insensible of the attractiveness of his personality there was always a look of wistful inquiry in his eyes and an appealing air about him that seemed to beg for affection and in most cases won it the tradesmen smiled at him and called him sport when they called at the back door and mrs borden found herself growing very fond of him as for timmy there was certainly an abatement of the hectoring though reform did not come easy to timmy 
he became the dog's staunch champion and friend if not always the gentlest of playmates but shad could not overcome his lack of breeding he was a gutter pup after all of doubtful ancestry quick-witted enough and loving but lacking that inborn refinement nobility and stability that should characterize the well-bred canine gentleman it was for this very weakness perhaps that timmy loved him there was that bond of sympathy between them shad was obviously devoted to timmy and was ready to do anything to please him but the fundamental principle of obedience he did not comprehend if no stronger motive summoned him than the spoken word he came not and when left to his own devices he displayed a discouraging predilection for destructiveness nor was cleanliness a part of his strange pagan creed moreover there was the taint of vagabondage in his blood and he showed a marked taste for gypsying at irregular intervals he would unaccountably disappear generally to return the next day dirty and disreputable and smelling obnoxiously of fish or stable then mrs borden was obliged to wash him before he could be admitted to the house or to the close companionship of timmy on the occasion of the first of these disappearances timmy was inconsolable in the belief that shad had deserted him or had been stolen the unlikelihood of the latter theory did not strike timmy he counted himself bereaved and wept loudly and unrestrainedly when shad returned from his wanderings timmy fell upon him with wild demonstrations of joy to the detriment of a clean shirtwaist but as shad's lapses from grace recurred timmy came to take them more as a matter of course though he did not conceal his childish annoyance when the dog failed to respond to his whistle then came a time in mid-august when shad prolonged his absence over two nights even mrs borden grew worried and cast frequent glances out of the window for the returning prodigal the fatted calf being ready in the form of a dish of dry bread and gravy and a large bone from the previous sunday's leg of lamb all through the long afternoon of the third day timmy sat in his swing or on the back steps and moped or pestered his mother with questions as to shad's possible fate he had heard for one thing that little dogs were sometimes ground up into sausage meat and he resolved vociferously never to eat another frankfurter as long as he lived then shortly after dinner shad reappeared but what a shad if anything he was a sorrier-looking specimen than when timmy had first led him home he was as dusty as a barn window his tail was tucked closely between his legs and there was a dull look in his usually bright eyes as he dragged himself laboriously through the gate and up the walk he whimpered a little and gave every evidence of pain and suffering timmy rushed eagerly down to meet him forgetting his intention of giving the dog a sound thrashing but no glad little barks greeted him no ecstatic wriggling of a lithe body no furious wagging of an absurdly long tail he only crawled to timmy's feet licked the chubby hand and then rolled over on his side panting painfully timmy picked him up as best he could and partly carried partly dragged him to his soap-box bed on the back porch very gently he smoothed the dirty little head crooning soft baby-talk things to him 
then becoming frightened at the dull glazed look in shad's eyes he loudly called his mother mrs borden's first impulse was to snatch her precious timmy away he may be going mad she said but timmy would have none of that no no he protested he's sick he's very sick mrs borden conquering her fears knelt down and examined the dog who was moaning softly with each hard-drawn breath i'm afraid he's been poisoned she said timmy in a frenzy of apprehension rushed into the house and presently reappeared bearing his bottle of cough medicine here mamma give him some medicine he cried we must get him well mrs borden took the bottle no dear she said this wouldn't do him any good but i'll try to give him some castor oil perhaps that will help him castor oil seemed like undeserved punishment to timmy but he fetched the bottle and watched anxiously while his mother struggled to force a dose of the sticky stuff down shad's throat shad licked his besmeared nose weakly and fell to moaning again but the castor oil seemed to bring no relief and mrs borden tried white of egg with equally barren results shad lapped up a little cool water gratefully but appeared too weak to fight against the poison that was burning in his blood oh please mamma send for dr blake cried timmy but his mother only shook her head sadly he's not a dog doctor timmy she said i'm afraid he couldn't do anything more come away dear and let shad alone for a while he may get over it himself but timmy wouldn't let shad alone all the afternoon he sat beside him trying to ease the pain his little heart wrung by the sound of shad's gasping breath and his low piteous continuous whining when mr borden came home he made timmy come into the house you must have your supper now he said i'll look at the dog afterward i fancy you'll have to be shot timmy turned pale at the horrible suggestion and gazed mutely at his father his eyes wide with terror he could eat nothing and the meal seemed endless how could his father remain so unconcerned mrs borden too found something strangely amiss with her appetite but there was no need to shoot poor shad when mr borden led the way out to the back porch after supper the dog was not in his box timmy caught sight of him first running aimlessly about in a corner of the yard on very wobbly legs stay here commanded mr borden he's having a fit a convulsion in terrified silence they watched the sick dog stagger blindly into the fence and then topple over kicking spasmodically gradually the struggles lessened and finally ceased and the gaunt little brown body straightened out stiff and still then they went down to look at him timmy clinging desperately to his mother's hand mr borden touched the lifeless form with his foot and then stooping down lifted his foreleg and felt of his breast he's dead he announced briefly and went for a spade they buried him deep in a corner of the garden no word of grief or eulogy was spoken though mrs borden did not refrain from dropping a tear into the little grave then timmy because he knew nothing of the burial service knelt beside the gravelly mound and lifted to high heaven his inarticulate wails there have been mourners less sincere it was a strange subdued timmy that went quietly about the house 
during the days immediately following his face seemed so pale and his eyes so big and sorrowful that his mother grew worried about him and sent for dr blake what's the matter he asked a little testily has timmy scratched his thumb she told him the story of shad's demise and the doctor listened with growing interest and sympathy poor little pup he said at length but don't worry about timmy mrs borden he'll get over it youth is elastic and i'm not sure that it isn't the best thing that ever happened to him why doctor she exclaimed thinking of the child's white face and silent mood what do you mean a few months ago he said you were anxious about timmy because he was unruly and cruel to animals i think he will begin to be different now if you will have patience this thing has naturally made a profound impression on him and he will never forget it his heart has been touched at last and that is where the trouble lay where is he now let's have a look at the boy oh, he's probably out in the back yard she replied and led the doctor through the dining-room into the kitchen there they peered through the window on the grass beneath the apple-tree sat timmy his big blue eyes staring into mysterious vacancy his right hand idly stroking a scrawny gray kitten which lay stretched beside him the picture of utter content i told you so said dr blake gruffly and hastened off with his little black bag End of story ten